0: Casey Cannon at South by Southwest, and we're going to sit down today with the writers and directors of Turbo Kid, which actually debuted last night at the midnight uh, screening at Alamo. So, I want to say, first of all, it's been one of my favorite movies because it kind of takes me back nostalgia as a kid, and I'm sure that's kind of the inspiration we'll get, we'll get into here in a second. But uh, we got Francois, Anouk, and Joanne. Thanks for joining me today, first of all. Um, I want to know what your inspiration was behind Turbo Kid. 'Cause to me it took me back to eighties and nineties, which is exactly what you're going for. And it kinda reminded me of a and I don't know why I thought this, but like a teenage mutant ninja turtle vibe inside of a playset. And I'm watching the play set kinda play out of how kids would play. So just wanna get your guys' thoughts and inspiration behind how you guys came up with that. I'll start off with Joanne.
1: Uh, yeah, um, well, first of all, just before getting into that, we just want to thank the crowd at South By. They were insane last night. We love each and every one of them. They were incredible. That was so good. Um, yeah, the, the inspiration, there's many. Like We wanted to make a love letter to uh, all the films we grew up with. Um, uh, like all the post-apocalyptic uh, Italian ripoff from Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like to have um, uh, a little bit of vibe from uh, the 80s movie for the, the friendship side. Like, movie like um... <clears throat> The Goonies or um, Never Ending Story, or like we really wanted to, to go for that type of storytelling. And uh, with a good dose as well of Saturday morning cartoons that you uh, watch sitting down in your PJs and eating way too sugary cereals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, like you once said, there's a lot
2: of influence. Like, uh, I think we. We really wanted to play with nostalgia, yeah. and that's why, uh, yeah, you you can see reference uh, from Sa- Saturday Morning Cartoon to old-school Nintendo video games to, uh, like, movies like uh, Goonies, uh, from Goonies, Bandits, Bandits, to uh, Road Warrior, and uh, even Braindead, and all the
0: all those kind of movies. So, so it's tough to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I noticed that we see the Turbo Rider action figure. I was just curious where that came from, what the inspiration was behind it, and maybe what some of your favorite toys were growing up from that era. Because, like for me, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Madballs, um, Monsters in My Pocket, which I still love today—the vinyl toys. So I don't know. If, do you have anything, Anook That uh,
3: yeah, uh, I think the inspiration for the Turbo uh, Warrior uh, figurine was because. Uh, we wanted to to play with the comic book thing that well, during the World War II there was a lot of propaganda and everything. And also we wanted to play with uh, all the Saturday morning cartoons were made just to sell, you know, toys right, yeah. like He-Man's. Or and I think yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite toys growing up was definitely like He-Man's and Shira figurines. So. Cool. I played a lot with those. <laughs> Do
0: you guys still have those? Do you still have any at the house? Oh,
3: so I wish. Uh, yeah.
0: We <laughs> got thrown out.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately. I still Excellent. have my
0: sketator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Castle Grayskull? Like, I, I actually ran across that at my house recently, my parents' house, and I pulled it back out. So we didn't have
1: Castle Grayskull. We had the the the, the bad guys. Yeah. Um, bass oh, yeah. where you had the, the microphone that would yes. change your voice that was so cool we would play so much
0: just changing our voice with that thing and you can make the castle talk you know? <laughs> and it would echo it have this echo echo effect to it so um I, there's some material or I, I didn't know if there was any uh reference material or anything that lawrence kind of played off of to see how she's going to play the part of apple and kind of become a robot. Like, to me, it reminded me of, again, some of the vintage stuff from our childhood, Small Wonder, if you remember the Small Wonder. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Small Wonder, had lesbian sex with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> we got this character, which was awesome, I thought. I thought she did a great job. So I don't know if you guys knew if she had any inspiration behind that or if you guys wrote it in a particular way that reminded you of something else. I'll start with Uh, uh
1: I, I think we uh, wrote it, uh the way we wrote her is that um she like it's a very violent world but she's like a little bit the beacon of light in the middle of all that craziness she's she represents a little bit life and she's so always happy like her her system is set on on 11 <laughs> her joy our joy is set on 11 yeah, i mean she's always happy and uh, it, it's it really is and also she becomes a little bit of a mentor her to the kid, like, she helps him become the superhero he, the pot- that he has inside him, the potential he has inside him, so... Yeah,
0: definitely. Cool. Uh, now, you mentioned Mad Max earlier. Like, who came up with the style and design of the costumes for... The villains, for lack of a better term, I don't know if there was a specific thing we called them, but because there's a lot of that, I feel like that's influenced. There's even a character that rides up. I mean, most of them are on bikes, but he's got kind of an Asian hat. It reminded me of Mortal Kombat a little bit. <laughs> so um, I don't. I don't know if there's any inspiration behind that. If who wants to field that question? Uh, definitely uh, Road Warrior. We wanted to have
2: a shoulder pad everywhere because I don't know <laughs> at the when the apocalypse. Uh, Let's start. Like a, there was tons of free
1: shoulder pad <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like the apocalypse is right beside a hockey like thrift <laughs> store. Like all the equipment is there. But in
0: every post-apocalyptic film, they always have like sport equipment on themselves. Yeah, it's interesting because Mad Max kind of set the tone for that, but it, we're still doing it today. Like, we haven't really come up with anything that we would think would be different because it is more of a scavenger mentality. Yeah. Like, the guys at Astron 6 did Manborg and yeah. totally used the same. I mean, it was more probably for budget, too. But you look at Mad Max Fury Road, they're still doing the same stuff, regardless of budget. So yeah. I think that's interesting.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's really cool. We really like the the, the aesthetic of it. Um, we could say that uh, BMX Bandit was also an, an influence for um, all the the primary, primary colors and uh, for the the kid and apple, like and yeah uh, for the uh, for the costume uh, Anuk and, and I are um, good at draw, drawing. Uh, we met at the uh, at yeah animation school so it was easy for us to just draw the characters and show what we wanted to uh uh our uh, how to say that costume designer costume yeah. designer, yeah which was awesome and made miracles so
0: now seeing how you guys met in art school then Anuk, do you have any particular comics that you guys still read to this day or something from the childhood that you liked?
3: uh I'm really into um, uh, Judge Dredd and Tank Girl and also uh, 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 the... Preacher, yeah, Preacher is like my oh, favorite okay. comic. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: How do you feel about AMC and I think Seth Rogen? They're working on an adaptation of Preacher. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, obviously we don't have anything to compare it off of yet, but eventually we will. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts about it becoming a TV show?
3: I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it's uh, it's as as violent and as over the top as Preacher is. So I just I just hope that they capture the But I I think I think they will. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you never know when something goes to TV. Walking Dead, for instance, if they're going to introduce new people in it to make it kind of a new wrinkle, or if they're going to stay true to it. And I think people are on both sides of the fence when that happens. Like yeah. some people are really angry, and some people are like, "Oh, that's cool. I didn't think about that universe." So.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, don't be angry. It, it like, <laughs> we, we, like, uh, I, we're all geeks. Like, we're hardcore geeks. Like, I, I, I read X Men. I read Fantastic Four. I, like, I. I have a box in, in a comic store that gets filled out every month by itself, and I go buy my comic books. Like, it's, I don't know how to say the word in English, that's why I described it. <laughs> uh, but um, don't we, we, as a culture, geeks gets offended too easily. Like, it, it doesn't matter like yeah. like if they're remaking your film it doesn't make the film that you love disappear yeah. like just go if if you don't want to watch the remake don't watch the remake just rewatch the film that you love and don't be angry <laughs> because the film you love still exists yep. yeah so and yeah
0: um, just to get back to the movie, I know we kind of kind of sidetracked there, but uh, but I thought it's it's definitely a fun movie. It's got a fun vibe, and then it's also super violent and gory, but in a fun way, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier, and I felt like it would be like if Shredder actually were chopping people up instead of just capturing them and threatening. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But I was wondering what caused you to kind of make that decision decision to push it into a Grindhouse-esque element when we've got these more innocent moments with Turbo Kid and Apple, and then all of a sudden we have a meat grinder bloodbath. So, <laughs> just didn't know what. How do you balance that, and what were you going for with that? Well, in fact, it's the other way, other way around.
2: Like uh, we started with the the short tease for Turbo, which is very violent. It's basically just a whole fight scene, and we added the cute stuff after so <laughs> when we wanted to turn that short into, into a feature we knew that we wanted to make like, we needed a heart to the story, like we wanted to do something uh, unique and we didn't want to go on the same pile of every other uh, Grindhouse movie, so yeah. that's why we wanted to do something uh, sweet, sweet, yeah <laughs> and like maybe to stand out more, but uh, I guess it, it was a challenge because it could have been like we it could it could have gone the other way yeah, we, could have, we could have we could we could just have failed <laughs> 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 miserably but I think it at the end it we it paid off and since we're here uh, I think it worked yeah <laughs> yeah
0: I'd say it did I'd say it did um, <laughs> One other thing that I was I was curious about is your decision to go with water shortage because you know that's something that worldwide is an issue and it's creeping into the states as well. Um, is that something that you went based off of it actually could happen in real life, or I mean, outside of someone dropping a bomb on us, um, <laughs> is that the inspiration behind that, or was there just the easier thing to kind of convey visually? <laughs>
3: No, I th- I think it's definitely something that could happen. It's totally, yeah. It's it's one of the it's the scary. biggest. Yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah. And if this happens, we're we're screwed. We, we cannot. Right. We cannot drink people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But.
0: That's what they did in Snowpiercer. They grind. Pe- uh, I won't tell you guys because there may be a spoiler and you haven't seen it. So. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because if someone does drop a bomb, we sell wa- we sell bomb shelters. But if we run out of water, yeah. Then it becomes like what we just can drink. Electrolytes, like an idiocracy, <laughs> trying to do but something like that.
1: Electrolytes, <laughs> but,
0: uh, I love idiocracy. But
1: no, it's like, and we come um, from uh, the province of Quebec in Canada, and we have the most um, drinkable water in the world right now, and it it it, it is an issue. Like people. Yeah, we have to think of the... Who will think of the children? (laughs) But, uh, no, it's true. Like, it it is an issue. And there's tons of issues right now in this crazy, crazy world. I I could um, add that we didn't want to go with the the
2: oil issue. And I think it it fits our world because there's absolutely no gas. That's why they all ride uh, bicycles.
1: Yeah, I Yeah. uh, I think it fits... Yeah, we, we we thought for the bicycle, we thought people will still need to get around, and they, they don't have horses anymore, and they don't have cars, so bicycle is the logical thing to, to use.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when I saw that, because, uh, uh, you know, again, Mad Max, we see these kind of weird post-apocalyptic uh, metal car, armored cars, and then all of a sudden you see the bad guy chasing after him with bikes, and it totally reminds you of goodies and that type of thing. <laughs> So I thought that was cool. Well, staying on that topic for just a second, doomsday preppers. (laughs) They're uh, very prevalent in America. So I just didn't know if you guys have any tips for doomsday preppers. Like... What would you do? What's the one thing that you would take with you that you, you can't live without into the bunker if we're gonna go into a bunker? Uh, so I'll just go around and, and get your thoughts on that real quick.
1: It's going to sound so silly. I should say water and food and stuff like that. <laughs> comic books. But yeah, it's my comic books. I, I, I would need my comic books. At, at, least, at, at least a couple of series. Yeah. And I would, like, yeah, because if we're going to sit around in a bomb shelter all the time, I need to get entertained a little bit.
0: So you can bring that. Someone else can bring the water and food. Maybe Francois, bring water and food? Uh, No, I will bring a uh, crowbar. (laughs) for the zombies. Yeah, 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 of course. (laughs) All right, we got comic books crowbar. You're the last hope for food and water. Let's see.
3: I think I'll be the one bringing water because, okay. yeah, no, and then I will hang out with them yeah, and yeah. I'll be fine, yeah.
0: <laughs> you can just share their comic books, so. Well, guys, I want to I say thanks for uh, joining me today. Um, I'm glad that Turbo Kids had success at South by Southwest. Um, what's next for it, distribution-wise and, like, wide release, limited release, VOD? Uh, we're, uh, right now we're doing the festival tour, uh,
1: we have a sell agent, all they told us is going very well. But that's that's all the information we have, so uh, we're we're not in that loop, and it's okay. Like they do their things, we'll do their our thing. Uh, but uh, now we're like we'll continue traveling uh, with the film. Uh, we have a couple of dates. Uh, we we heard like two days ago we're going to do Dallas, and um, we're going to Europe uh, in April uh, for to do four festivals, and then uh, it's a premiere in Canada and um, and yeah. We're going to continue touring with the film, and so much fun.
2: I think we'll be touring the whole year. And, yeah, we, we can't wait to have a release date because uh, we know people wants to see it.
1: So. Yeah,
0: like our Facebook and Twitter is, like, full <laughs> of just
1: people asking us when is it released. And soon, people. As soon as we know you'll
0: We were actually trying to get it for Panic Film Fest in Kansas City. We had it, but it was in January. It was right around Sundance. So, well, thanks, thanks again for joining us. Uh, like I said, I hope you guys had a good South by Southwest. And we look forward to seeing Turbo Kid in every theater in America. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you so much. Thank you guys.